I uh, want to do a bit of a new segment, which is when we're recording these podcasts, I find that we're commonly drinking and I'm happy. I was actually going to stop on the way over here and grab a beer and then I just totally spaced and I just showed up. <laughs> so I was like, well, maybe he'll have some beer um, so we could do this new segment. But uh, yeah, take your first sip and let us let us know what we're sipping on. Give us a p- flavor profile, something interesting about your about this drink here. It's pretty good. We're sipping on a, a salty crew blonde ale. It's a it's a beer from Coronado. I just got it at Costco. Um, it's like in the area where they have those huge twenty four packs of like um, Coors and Modelo and Stella, and then this was like. They have some variety packs, but then they had this one, and I was like, I've never had this beer before, and it's a blonde ale, which we love those um, apricot blondes from, oh, is it Dry, I think it's Dry Dock, Dry Dock, Dry Dock that make them, and I was like, oh, maybe maybe this blonde ale will be just as good, and it is, it tastes honestly very similar to the apricot blonde, it just doesn't have the apricot taste to it, yeah. it's just like more of a straight blonde ale. It's nice and crisp and flavorful. I like it a lot too. But I think it's I think it's good and it's kind of funny. It's a boat beer and like we never go on boats, <laughs> so it's just for like being such a landlocked state with very few access to, or very little access to like boating life. We it's very ironic that we're drinking it. Hey, I mean I think Corona has people finding their beach whether or not they live on the ocean. So we're doing the same thing here. That's true. That's um, very true. How much How much did it cost? I am curious. Like, was it a good deal because it was at Costco? Yeah, I think it ended up being. Oh, if I. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I think it was like less than a dollar a beer. Okay. Um, that's that's always a good deal. That's that's like a good benchmark for people to follow. Yeah, a I want a beer. I want to say it was like twenty two bucks for twenty four beers. Okay. So yeah. not not bad. Not, and actually, like it's it tastes like a premium beer, so I feel like you're you're getting more bang for your buck there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, as you all can definitely hear, Alex is back on the podcast after. Uh, a great, a long summer. Honestly, that's what that was, was just yeah. a, a summer off. You, um, and, and I'm joking, of course, we've, we've been hanging out a bunch over the summer, but, uh, you know, this is his first time back on the pod and, um, how were your holidays? We just got back from Thanksgiving. It was good. Um, just hung around Denver with the family, uh, had some days off of work, which was nice. So very chill, very relaxed, um, yeah. ready for the, ready for the winter though. Totally, and you um you just finished your CFA level two. Yeah, I just took I just took this level two. Um, so I don't get the results for like six to eight weeks. So it's a nice period of uh, blissful ignorance while I wait to see if I was one of the lucky few that passed or the unlucky many that fail. Um, so we'll we'll see though. But hopefully, you know, hopefully I'll be. I'll be done and on to the next one. So. Well, we'll have a couple more of these Blondales for you to take the edge off yeah. while, you, while you wait for your results. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sounds like you're going to have a busy couple of upcoming weeks now. Alex is starting ski school with us this year for the first time. He's going to be a ski instructor at Vail. Are you looking forward to it? W- what stage are you at? Because uh, I remember my first couple days. At first, there's some excitement. Then it's like a roller coaster of emotions from there. Oh, yeah. Um, I had my first day of, like, orientation yesterday. So went up to Vail. Um, oh, dang. You already have been up and back? Been up and back, yeah. Wow. It was actually not a bad drive at all, though, on a Monday. Okay. Like, the, the roads were absolutely dead. Nice. So I did it in, like, probably an hour and a half, which was fantastic. Um, but... 
did orientation yesterday and then tomorrow and Thursday and Friday I have uh, some on ski or on snow skiing training set up. So I'm looking forward nice. to that. That'll be my first day on the mountain this year. So see how it goes. They're talking about opening up more and more terrain every day. So hopefully we'll get to see some, ski some of the new stuff. Did you? Did it seem like a good crew of new inst- new instructors? Was there a lot of new instructors? It seemed yeah. It seemed like a pretty decent sized group. I mean, but I don't know what like how big it was last year or what mm-hmm. to go off of. But there were probably like fifty people, maybe fifty to sixty people young, in young the people, old people, a range of people. Actually, I was kind of surprised. It was a mix of like people around younger than us to a little like our age, all the way up to people who looked like they were in retirement age, yeah. like there was the, maybe this was just like a gig there. They wanted to do all mm-hmm. their life, and now they finally have some free time to do it. Um, but, but yeah, no, it was like a very wide range of, of people there, which was cool. Cool. Um, Honestly, those on-snow training days are um, pretty fun and really instructive, so I think you're going to enjoy it, and I'd be down to go up there with you this week, um, but we can talk about more about that after, after the podcast here. Um, what are you looking forward to this season? Like, do you have any trips planned? Obviously, you're going to be teaching, so you'll be a little bit restrained to when you can go. Um, but yeah, I'm just curious if you have any. We'll go with. Do you have any goals? And then do you have? And then do you have any trips for the for the season? Yeah, I mean, my goal is to try to is to try to get out to like Aspen or um, just ski a different resort in Colorado that I haven't like not one of the big name. I mean, Aspen's a huge name ski like yeah. resort, but one of the other small non like Wolf Creek or like maybe uh, Purgatory or something like that. Just like get one day at a resort where. I've never skied like anything like that Silver before. 10, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's like a goal, and I, you know, I just have never even seen the town of Aspen, so I'd love to just see it. Like, just really? to, like I've never even been up there. So I hear how bougie it is. I just want to actually experience it for myself and yeah, leave I... with empty pockets um, <laughs> after a McDonald's cheeseburger. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I want to get, I want to do some trips. I know um, trying to get a trip planned to Utah again this year, yeah. which I think would be super fun. Try to get some park. Some Park City days, some Alta days, Snowbird days. Um, I just had so much fun skiing there last year. I want to go back. Yeah. And then I know we have a trip to uh, Bozeman, which I'm looking forward to. That'll be a fun trip. It'll be really fun. So that will be good. And hopefully the snow is coming. My brother said that it has not gotten snowy there yet, but hopefully um, that means more more later in the season. Um, wow. Yeah. So I think, and I think it's, been sparse in a lot of the United States thus mm-hmm. far, that, but it's again, it's still November. So, are those mountains pretty close to Jackson? Like, um, you know, if they get snow, do they? If Jackson gets snow, do they get snow, or is it? That's a good question. I don't think they're quite on the same weather pattern. Really, like Jackson could get a lot more snow than than Bozeman. Yeah, or vice versa. So, yeah. Um, well, I saw they opened like maybe a week ago. Jackson? Jackson Hole. I'm pretty sure they opened, yeah. I would imagine. That's so, a big one. But I don't know how much snow they have. Yeah. I'm sure they have a decent amount, though. Um, keeping it moving here, I think um, one of the topics I wanted to talk about today was some lifestyle slash Instagram brands that you've been following over the past year. And maybe not even not even ones that you're following, but, but brands that that I think about when I think about skiing, um, I think some of these lifestyle brands are really fun, and I just wanted to think about what makes them 
interesting to follow? What, how do they, how are they making their money? Mm -hmm. Um, what comes, what are the brands? What are some of the brands that come to mind? I think the first brand that comes to mind for me is like Teton Gravity Research and just like the videos that they put out are just so incredible that it not only like pumps me up to go skiing or want to go skiing, but it also makes me like want to be a con like to do that like as well, like make content. And I have no business trying to become a content creator, but it just is like a, such a cool brand and they're so good at what they do mm -hmm. that it's so fun to go see. Like we went to a, that um, TGR movie over what, like back in October. Yep. And uh, well, let's look at the name of that movie. What was it actually called? This I think movie? it was called like uh, something Legends. Like um, Legend has it. Legend has it. Yeah, and like I mean, we got lucky because there was a um, there was a oh my god, who was the band? Portugal the Man? Portugal the Man band? Like they their concert afterwards. So not only like did you get super hyped from watching this movie, like super stoked to go skiing, but then Portugal the Man came out and crushed it on stage at the Boulder Theater, yeah. which was like such a cool little concert venue. I know Satchel didn't love it, but I had I had a great time. <laughs> yeah, no, I um, I had never seen an event like that where they're having a, a ski movie followed with, like my, my dad said, it's like one of his favorite bands ever. So mm -hmm. it's like the best of both worlds in one night. It was totally worth it. Um, and that was a great, a, a great time. And it makes me think, how did Teton Gravity Research get its start? Did it, um, do you know, was it, a, I, I would think that it was probably a media company before it was even like, a pair, they're very focused on, I think like apparel, <laughs> but it had to have started. Do you know if, do you know if it started as one or the other? Did it start as as lifestyle and apparel and then grow to begin featuring skiers or I'm, vice versa? I think it started as a film company. Yeah. Like, I think that it started off originally as a film, uh, and I could be wrong, but my guess is that they started off as a film company. They start, they did, you know, they did video, like they did ski videos and they did movies. And then over the few years, they've transitioned into apparel because like mm -hmm. the store in Breck was the first Teton Gravity Research store I'd ever seen. And then now they have the one on Pearl Street Mall in, Vi in Boulder. Wow. But like, I don't think they've been, and I like, their apparel is so cool. Like I love, I have a hat and a shirt that I love from, yeah. from them. Um, and like, I know Maddie has a super sick hoodie and they've come out with this new, like they partnered with the postal service this year and they had this like, send it, like send it like it was in the mail. Like, you mm -hmm. know, like the USPS logos on your, on like a sweet hoodie. Yeah. And I wanted to get one of those, but they like, they're just so popular. They sold out of my size. Yeah. So, or like temporarily, I'm sure they'll have more, yeah. but like they have such cool apparel and they do such a good job of like being with it, with the, like up with the trends. And then also like putting out this incredible content that makes you like want to go skiing and like want to buy their apparel and like want to, you know, do the same thing. So I think they're absolutely crushing it. It's, it's like kind of the favorite. gold standard as far as, um, absolutely the film, the ski film industry, I would say. Absolutely. Um, and you're right. They have grown a ton. I think I remember, you know, seeing, um, I think I even remember looking for jobs at TGR, like, back in the day and like the only jobs they had open were like video editor and it was like $20 an hour or it was like $20 <laughs> an hour to live in Jackson hole. And you're like, I cannot make that work. Yeah. And it, the, one of the job descriptions was like, be comfortable editing film for eight hours a day or like, you know, just like <laughs> constant, like yeah. I, I was not qualified anyhow, but, um, 
Yeah, they definitely do a good job, and there's a reason people want to work for them and live in Jackson Hole. So yeah, um, one of the brands that comes to my mind, um, I think it's less of a film company, definitely less of a film company. But there's this. We're kind of in this new era of um, social media brands, social media ski brands that have that have cropped up. I think th- one of the biggest ones. And actually, we verified this based on the ones we're going to talk about today. One of the biggest ones is Jerry of the Day. Um, they are huge on Instagram. Not even... I think their following expands beyond just skiers. Oh, yeah. It's it's also... I mean, they have... I think they have tons of different Jerry products where it's like Jerry... Um, I think there's like a Jerry of the Day for, for surfing and just to generally like being a Jerry. So I think, so even their, their main Jerry of the day page has 2 million plus followers right now. Um, and I just think it's, it's super interesting. People love to see the funny, like crash content and people connect with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one's interesting. And then, do you know if Jerry, the word Jerry was that, or did that start as like a way to talk about skiers who are just like, mess shit up or was it was it applied to skiers after you after someone was like oh man that guy just crashed like a jerry like you know i wonder if it started as a ski term and then it has worked its way into like just everyday language or if it started off as something completely different you know i don't i don't know that i just went to urban dictionary as one does um it's not going to tell me when oh actually it does say when it was added to and these are random people adding it, of course, but the top result is a Jerry is a funny guy, totally and completely loyal, well-traveled, well-educated, smart, funny, sexy, talented, good at everything, and a blast to be around. You have a friend for life with a Jerry, but do not piss a Jerry off. He can whoop some ass. I think this is like... This is definitely I think wrong. this is for someone whose <laughs> name is Jerry, not like... Or someone who was called a Jerry was like, I'm going to go post this and talk myself up. <laughs> it's funny that that's, that it's not the top hit being a Jerry. Yeah. So, um, maybe, Urban Dictionary's got it wrong. Um, maybe least, maybe at try... At the top result does. Maybe try being a Jerry. Like. So, but interesting, Jerry of the Day from Urban Dictionary says, local scary, ski area term for a gaper or geek who is pretty clueless about skiing or snowboarding. Okay, so, so like... And that was added in November of 2017. Okay. So I would say, after the very limited research we did, that it started off as a ski term and it's now made its way into our I, normal vocabulary. I would. I think I had heard of a Jerry well before 2017. Before 2017. Yeah, I, I think, think so too. I think be, probably because of that Instagram page, it's now associated with skiing. Yeah. But I would bet you that Jerry was introduced... Before it was even associated with skiing. Yeah. And I, I'm unsure. Yeah. Um, one of the other Instagram brands that has blown up recently, Ski Town All-Stars. Um, for our listeners who are unfamiliar, they're a local apparel brand. So they actually did, I'm pretty sure they started off as like selling apparel. Mm-hmm. but and, and they have a, a shop in Vail or outside of Vail. Um, maybe a couple shops now too. I have not been following close enough, but... They are blowing up on Instagram. Um, similar content, like f- funny content, but also generally skiing content. And um, they have a really cool like logo brand. All the kids in my, like a bunch of the kids in my ski group are wearing their, 
brand. Like it's be- it's become the hot brand to wear. Really, especially in Vail. I don't. I've seen it like areas in. I've seen it in Denver too. Um, so I, they're doing something right. I just wanted to point that one out. Doing a great job, Ski Town All Stars is. And then the last one, which kind of we got our inspiration from this brand, is uh, I seventy things. And I I had this idea to to talk about this on the pod the other day because. I-70 Things is a little different because unlike the other two brands, I don't always find myself like smiling and laughing when I'm watching I-70 Things. Most of the time, the first emotion that I'm feeling is anger. Yeah. Oh, it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> but th- that can be effective too. Yeah. It's like anger or it's like just you're thinking, what a bunch of idiots. Yeah. You know, you're, or you're, I think I watched the video I saw the other day was like a, a sedan that was clearly rear wheel drive trying to go up a pass or go up like up the road and it was just spinning and everyone was like you're a moron i know it's, well, it's like that's but it's like that's the that's what's typical of like i-70 you know i i might have to unfollow the page because i don't need like that level of rage like washing over my body like in the middle <laughs> of the work day or like you know like i'll save that for when i'm actually driving on i-70 yeah i know that's happening like throughout the entire week oh, but yeah. i don't need to be I don't know. It's it's addicting to watch because it is, um, and it's like real kind of like sem- semi real time or like sl- slightly delayed updates from the road. So I like to follow it for that reason, and that mm. was really part of the inspiration for this podcast was to be like, I think people connect over that. They mm. connect over the chaos, and I seventy things is brilliant because it's all user-generated content. It's people sending in their own videos. Oh, yeah. So they don't have to be out there filming all the time, unlike maybe, certainly unlike TGRs, unlike um, Ski Town All-Stars, um, where they have to be do, doing more curation. Mm-hmm. They have, they probably have a full-time media, man- media manager, yeah. which is, um, uh, yeah, a, a full-time job. So interesting to think about... Um, I just, speaking of which, I just saw on um, Jerry of the Day's story right now, they have this kid and he's like in the gym and his legs are over his head and the caption is like practicing for scorpion mode or something. (laughs) (laughs) And it kind of brings me to my pitchers and pitches pitches segment today, which is um, a gym that is completely designed to make you a better skier. So like, yeah, I don't know if this exists or not, but, um, imagine like a small community gym down here in Denver where all of the exercises were like focused around, um, movements and muscles that you use while skiing. And of course, like there are any, you could go to any gym and focus on those things. Mm -hmm. But I think if the gym was branded that way, it, you might actually have a crowd of people who are interested in in coming out and, and and being there for it yeah no i agree i feel like i feel like that's such a it, there's such interesting muscle groups that you use to ski or maybe interesting is the wrong word but they're just so unique muscle groups that you use to ski that you don't use on a daily basis so yeah. when you go when you're like sitting around all summer or not sitting around but if you're not skiing all summer then you're not like using those muscle groups and so having a gym to go to that's like focusing on like hey let's get back into shape for skiing and let's make it like so that your skiing is easier for you that i think that's a really good idea yeah the other thing you could do is um 
even focus on the technicals of skiing and like you could have it be partially a um, not only like a weightlifting gym but you could have it be um, physical therapy for, for like people recovering from ski injuries or trying to prevent ski injuries and then you could also do um, like have a, it would be awesome to have like a little bit of a gymnastics area where you could help people focus on learning how to do flips Oh yeah, twists that kind of thing. Um, It'd be like if you combined Woodward at Copper, the indoor gym at Copper, and you combine that with like a literal, like a legitimate, like weight room, yeah, PT set, like PT area. But you just didn't have as big of a like. Maybe you do. Maybe maybe you just don't have as big of like a barn in the sense of like the huge, you know, three mm-hmm. kickers plus the trampoline area plus the ball pit plus the small kickers. So totally. That would, actually that would be super cool. I think that'd be a really good idea. Well, thank you. Maybe that's one we uh, shouldn't have put on the pod, but uh, if you're out there, if you're one of our 30 listeners out there listening and you take it, uh, kudos, honestly, just send us an invite. We expect at least one free visit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you take the idea and you build the gym, we want at least a monthly membership for free. Yeah. That's, that's all we ask in, in return for the, for the idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, keeping that same thing going, um, keeping that same theme going based on uh, social media you sent me a video today on Instagram, um, and I and I thought it was a gr- a great idea that you had. Do you want to tell our audience a little bit about it? Yeah, it was just a, a video I saw on Reels that was this guy, and I wish I remembered like who it was so I could give them credit. But it's like this guy um, is walking up to a bunch of group of college kids at USC and just telling them, like asking them if, if they'll take a disposable camera. Um, and just like take pictures with it all day and then give it back to him at the end of the day. And then he's going to make a video of just like what everybody was doing. So he like, I think he looks like he had like maybe 12 cameras and he gave it to like all these kids that were going out and partying at USC USC for a whole day, like a day party and like a college football game and everything. And then he creates this like super cool video of just like quickly flashing to like some of the best photos they took. Um, and I thought that'd be such a great idea for like us to do on the mountain, like, you know, at the beginning of the day, kind of stand by maybe the gondola or something and just ask, like, groups of people who, like, look like they're around our age or, like, they're going to have some fun on the mountain and say, hey, well, like, do you want to take this disposable camera and then take pictures all day on the mountain and then just drop back in this box before you go? And maybe we just leave the box, like, somewhere in Vail Village or uh-huh. at the village or whatever. and uh, Or maybe we're, like, waiting at the base again. Just be like, hey, like, just so we can get the cameras back. And then we, like, make a video and we post it on... Um, on our on our uh, social media page, I thought that'd be kind of cool. No, I think that's an excellent idea. The uh, page that sent it was called Life on Film. If you guys want to go follow that page, but yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, cool idea. The challenge there is definitely getting the cameras back. You don't want the people just to steal the camera and be like, "Haha, we we have a bunch of cool film cameras on this free camera now." But I think they would uh, lean into it. Clearly, the people, those kids at USC, did it. So if, if they're functional enough to do it, then uh, probably the people at Vail would do the same thing. I would hope. Yeah. Um, I mean, how much does a disposable camera even cost? Like, uh, they're more expensive than you would think. I think they're really? like twenty bucks a pop. Really? We could look around and see if we could find a deal on Amazon on getting a dozen of them or yeah. something. I, say, um, I feel like if they're like five bucks, it's not worth stealing that. But if they're worth like 50 bucks or 20 bucks, maybe it's a little bit well, more Well, actually, stealing. the camera may not be that expensive, but getting the film developed is also expensive. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So it would be a, a reasonably expensive endeavor, but it would be worth spending a hundred bucks if you knew you were going to get like really, really cool videos and yeah. or really cool photos and, and make a cool video out of it. Yeah. 
Um, speaking of videos, I really want to make an end of the season recap video this year. Um, it's something I say every single, not every single year, but it's an aspiration I've had in the past. And it's hard to follow through with for whatever reason. You really have to be committed to taking your camera with you everywhere. And not just taking, you you almost need multiple people in on, in on it. Because you don't want yeah. to just have one videographer either. So I think we should all commit to it and just commit to compile, like, you know, having decent cameras, which I think a few of us already do. And taking the footage and then and compiling it at the end of the year. You don't want to just be taking the footage. This is a, this is a tip that I've learned, and I I have made a you know I would consider myself a moderately well practiced short filmmaker. I guess you could say because I'm not I can't call myself a filmmaker, but I do have some editing skills with um, Premiere and um, even just with iMovie. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so m my advice to our audience would be if you're trying to make a ski video a lot of the shots in a ski video are not even skiing. It's right. like the activities surrounding skiing, it's, it's driving to the mountains, it's getting cool shots of the stars, of of scenery, of your friends, of partying. You know, there can be like infinite um, possibilities when you're putting together a video. And I think, again, with all social media, even and with podcasting too, like trying to be as authentic as possible is, is what's going to sell. Yeah. Um, fun, fun fact, authentic is the word of the year. Actually. Is it really? It is, yeah. Wow. Um, so I heard that on T-Boy podcast today. But uh, hmm. yeah, that's... So I'm really looking forward to trying to do that. I actually just sold my GoPro. I had a GoPro Hero 8, which there was nothing really wrong with it other than... I feel like GoPro's batteries... They die. They die. They die so fast in the winter. So I really struggled with that. And so I sold it on eBay for 100 bucks. That's not bad. Which I thought was pretty good. I, You know, you have to... Those things depreciate at a pretty good clip considering they're already on Hero 12. Yeah. They, so, come, out, they come out with a new one like every year. It's like an iPhone. I know. You know? And then GoPro, we get a discount through... Uh, through We get a discount through GoPro for being Vail employees. So oh. I can... Upgrade to the newest one for 300 bucks, which oh, is pretty bad. good. Yeah. Um, but I've been looking around. Honestly, I was thinking, oh, I want, you know what videos I think are the coolest in terms of like when, when you see a cool social media skiing video, I think the 3D cameras are so cool. The 3D or the 360, like the... Yeah, sorry, that's the, what I mean. Oh, okay, camera. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so obviously GoPro makes one. It's now four years old. And so in my research, I found another company that makes one, and the company is called Insta360. Oh. Kind of a strange um, company name, but they make really cool cameras. And they came out with a camera last year, last September, called the, th the X3. And um, it seems to be the top of the line when, you, when you're considering these uh, 360 cameras. Hmm. Five, 5K video. Um, and, uh, you know, horizon lock, invisible selfie stick, everything you would kind of want in, in your in your 360 camera. Yeah. But the thing that really made it stand out for me is the editing software. I've been kind of disappointed with um, with GoPro's editing software. Have yeah. you ever used oh, yeah, it's, editing software? I think it's not that great. It's pretty bad. It's terrible. It's like you have to, you have to 
I don't know. I just I would much rather use like iMovie before I would use the GoPro editing software. Totally. And if you're using if, if you ever use it on your phone, the app like seems to freeze and crash and not yeah. upload content quickly. So um, the only nice thing is you can get the video off your GoPro onto your phone and then just like watch it in its entirety if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, after that, it's you have to download it. Like you end up downloading it onto iMovie and then totally and then change and then changing it around and playing with it from there. Yeah, that's what I've had to do too. So I much so I'm kind of ready to try something else. The only other bummer is that I have all the mounts for GoPro. So am I, am I really gonna make this switch to this other? Nice camera and have to buy all new mounts. Like I'm, they're I'm not a interchangeable. Um, they're not because mm-hmm. the GoPro has that dual prong. I'm sure our listeners are familiar with the dual prong of a GoPro, and this one has like a standard screw in at the bottom. It's called like a something 420 screw. Huh. Um, as you would see on like a normal like camera, oh, they have okay. that like a bolt screw in at the bottom kind yeah. of thing. Um, Interesting. So yeah, just something I'm considering as we. Uh, move towards trying to make a, a full season video. Well, yeah, and I think, like, back to what you were talking about of, like, just getting content not only, like, on the mountain, but over the course of the entire, like, winter of, like, going out and going up and, like, the stars and just, like, every aspect of, I guess, like, what goes into skiing, like, going mm-hmm. in, like, on a ski trip. Like, we have all that. Like, we do everything that all those content, like, all those videos that are, like, you see the ones where it's like the ski trip you told your parents about versus the ski trip you really went on. And it's like uh-huh. the first part of the video is like them leisurely skiing through the trees or like bombing a groomer. And then the next part of the video is like an opera event or like a big raging party on the mountain or like a club at night. And it's like, we all do that. We just yeah. don't like, we are just bad about taking the video and, and like and editing and like putting it together at the end. So like if we'd like have, if like we make the, like the conscious effort to be like, Oh, like we're doing something fun tonight. Let's like get a quick, video of it or like let's take a picture of it and then we just like up and then we have these things throughout the winter like the end it'll be so much easier to go through the content yeah and and honestly even if it it should be something where even if the video doesn't it should be a video that we are proud to look back on and be like that was a fun season of skiing yeah so that should really be our goal i think that will be my goal um and to your idea about handing out the disposable cameras it could also be cool if we all we don't even have to hand out the cameras we could just each take a disposable camera and then combine because there's a bunch of us now we've got so you me and satchel um jade amanda laura mm-hmm. am i forgetting anyone that are just that's uh, that are like, our close friends in terms of people who would want to maybe do that video with us I, I think that's i think that's six of us that's still that would be six times yeah. five i bet hunter would do it yeah, we could certainly find some some peop- other people. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just it would be fun to do like a veil veil instructor's version of that mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Uh, so, just something I'm looking forward to this season certainly. Um, I think we're gonna be skiing from here on out. This is like officially the kickoff of our season, and we'll probably be recording from the mountains more. I'd like to. We should just sit down like. There's, there's some lull moments after the ski days, I feel like, mm-hmm. like after skiing before dinner or after skiing before going out Yeah. when we should just sit down and rec- record for 20 minutes and we could really have some consistency going with this podcast. So if you guys enjoy, uh, listening to us, we'd love to hear from you guys too. What are you, what are you looking forward to this season? Um, whether that be something you're working on with your skiing 
um, someplace you're excited to go or so a video you're going to put together, photos you're you're hoping to take. So um, if you're if you have something like that, we'd love to hear it. Send us a, a message on our at our Instagram page. The other thing I want to shout out tonight, which we we don't have any sponsors here, but I do have a Blenders affiliate link, and I am officially bought into the Blenders brand. If you don't already know them, they are Dion Sanders' uh, partner brand for his sunglasses. I'm sure you know what that phenomena is from this CU football season, but they also make goggles and uh, Jade actually rocks a pair of their goggles. If you want to buy a pair, you should support us and buy a pair through the link in our bio. Um, I think they're doing a, a sale probably for a few more days, at least for Black Monday and the ho- Black Black Friday and the holidays. Yeah, Cyber, Cyber Monday. Monday. <laughs> Cyber yeah. Monday. So um, yeah, go ahead and help us out. Thank you all for listening tonight. Alex, do you have anything else to say before we log off? Nothing other than I'm ready to ski. I'm excited for the winter. Well, get it. Pray for snow, y'all. Thanks for listening.